Hello, audience. Hello, audience. We kind of have a, a somber note to say, which is to start off not somber, hopeful, but sad by the events in Paris, a city that has a lot of meaning to me personally, to us both. Nope. Yes. <laughs> Just want to say we're thinking of everybody there and really sucks. And it's really scary that this is fucking happening to the world. Yeah, it's a world issue. And, uh, yeah, my family was just there, literally. My dad spends a lot of time there. Your dad goes every year. He spends, yeah, and he's lived, my parents lived there for years. My sister was born there. I lived there. We went a few years ago, did a trip over there, and uh, Paris is probably the most wonderful city in the world. So, you know, we're thinking about everyone over there. Yeah, I loved it when I went, so it's a shame that this has happened in such a way that it just set the world on fire. I know, it feels like we're all under attack. The Charlie Hebdo thing felt like you could see that was clearly the attack on them for... But this feels like the world is under attack by a bunch of crazy assholes. Yeah, crazy, stupid assholes. Yeah, well, speaking of crazy, stupid... Who, Merle? Merle, oh, are you talking about the Talking Dead <laughs> with Rooker, where he kind of was like a little bit of a little crazy? He's a little bit of an old coot. <laughs> he was a little, a little bit cootish. of an old coot. He has cootish behaviors. He sort of goes off on these weird tangents yeah, and like interrupts everybody and like grabs the book and like is in the like going toward the wrong camera, like facing the wrong camera. Yeah, it's really funny. It's like he's like, "You guys are picking on me. What the <laughs> yeah. hell? Hoo, hoo, hoo. What's going on?" <laughs> it is funny. It's pretty awesome. I know it would be it did I Chris Hardwick did not really seem like he knew how to handle no. it 100%. It reminds me of when uh, Marilyn Manson was on the show and he just did not know how to handle that and the guy was clearly like coked out or yeah, something. Yeah, he's definitely drugged out. That guy does a lot of drugs still. Yeah, but uh it was and you know that it was Doug Benson, Patrick Brucer and Michael Rooker. Yeah. And uh they all seemed to be a little bit kind of stunned by rooker like didn't yeah. really Patrick brewster did her best to kind of keep up benson, and benson sort of just pulled back yeah he's like i don't i don't care i don't yeah, like, yeah it was a little bit like what do you do with the crazy uncle in the room yeah right what do you do <laughs> he's like no dad's a badass <laughs> oh yeah because thing? they were talking about how he's well and so on this episode we'll get into it um uh, what's the name of this episode besides number six number six <laughs> it's no it's called always accountable yeah and uh daryl does an act of kindness that is kind of a fatal flaw yeah it kind of ends up biting him in the ass which yeah. is to be expected in this universe at this point you know and uh but michael rooker what were they saying they were like, talking about that, that and how he's become good and he's like no no there ain't no good guy there's bad there's bad it's like no and he watched the show yeah man. and he watched the show <laughs> like yeah he's Are a badass back he, then yeah. where you were with him like from the very first season yeah that's funny daryl's not bad daryl's pretty good he's definitely conflicted but he's not like a base bad man he's a bad <laughs> man daryl dixon it's like what are you talking about and no one could like get a word in i know it's no one really could get a funny word in. it's hilarious really it is actually he's, like, pretty funny TV. older than all of them but not right. really like doug benson's like 50 years old i think no yeah yeah he is he doesn't look like he's i know 50. he doesn't he doesn't look like that at all well rooker's got to be in his late 50s if not early 60s, early 60s right? maybe yeah he's, yeah. Yeah, he's all great out probably. and stuff definitely late 50s he's been around for a long time working yeah and Padgett Brewster's probably up there she's in her 40s probably 65 70 no <laughs> Jesus you're such an ageist I have no age actually you are no yeah, I you, you think 40s. everyone's old that's over 30 no kind of everyone's young that's o- over 30 no that's not what you'd say I've always said that you're always making fun of me well, that's because you and I don't get along. Very well. <laughs> that's not nice. <laughs> well, we don't. We're always like we hate each other. We're, we're, that's you know? not true, audience. That's not true at all. Yeah. It's just- so, uh, always accountable. Episode six, season six, uh, is the Daryl, Abraham, and Sasha show. We see their version of the story. 
mm-hmm. while everything's all hell's breaking loose in Alexandria. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, the uh, the Daryl part was the best part of it. I didn't find, with the exception of uh, Abraham screaming in the face of a walker. And getting a rocket launcher and cigars. Yeah, that was, was pretty cool. Badass. But I didn't love that whole storyline that much. No, and they're like... He's like hitting on her and stuff. Yeah, he wants it was to weird. like make babies with her or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was weird. Well they get so what happens is we see them leading the the we, we see them leading the horde of walkers down the highway and they had already heard about the Alexandria shots and you know, Daryl's back with them and they're they get attacked by some guys in cars and guys with weapons in cars. So they're definitely organized. They're not the wolves of, you know, yeah. Who are these guys? We don't know who these guys are. It's a new group. And we get one of their names later in the episode, but we never see his face. Right. Wade. 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 Is a Wade character in the comics? No. Well, maybe there is maybe later in the story, as far as I've read, not yet. Okay. Uh, because that what we learned uh, in the last week or so too is that Jeffrey Dean Morgan has been cast to play Nagin from the comics. From the comics, so they're doing it. They're doing the storyline. I mean, they had to do it at some point, right. but I guess this makes me think that it won't be till next season at least. Maybe well, they just next... cast him, so yeah. Oh, it could be. Oh, you see, mean the ne- second half of second season half six. of season six or beginning of season seven. Have they not shot the second half of season six? I don't know. I think that they have because Nicotero was talking at Walker StalkerCon about about to shoot the finale. Oh, okay. So I think maybe they've already shot season six. Wow. So yeah, Negan must be coming in in the seventh season. Seven seasons. Holy Yikes. shit. We're yeah. into seven seasons. That's tense. I know. So uh, the the fo- so Abraham and Sasha get separated. They crash and they take out the guys who are after them. But then they have to hide out in an insurance company office for a while. Yeah, where there's a are like a recruitment office because there's a oh, right. soldier's uniform. Yeah, Abraham finds the uniform and ends up putting it on. It's like <laughs> Which a is funny. Uniform. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's kind of like a wall. Yeah, like playing dress up as a soldier that you once were or something. Yeah, and Daryl splits off from them, and he ends up leading these guys out into the forest. The guys that are chasing him. Yeah, and he gets uh, ends up getting kind of lost by yep. himself, and he has to hide his bike. Yep, and he's out on his own until he gets attacked by three people: a guy and two girls, one of which is apparently a diabetic because they're carrying a thing well and they sort of trick him and they think that he's a part of the wade group because they keep saying like hey man we took our share of fair and square and daryl's like what are you talking about yeah and then he the guy knocks out daryl the girls sort of trick daryl you know take his attention right the guy comes up behind him and bashes him with a bat or a metal bar or metal rod or something like yeah yeah crowbar maybe or something and uh, so when he wakes up, it's the three of them, and they have all this stuff. And they didn't kill him. They had him, like, tied up, right? Yeah, why didn't they kill him? Because they're not killers. I guess they're not killers. Yeah. And I think they still thought that he was a part of the bad group right. they escaped from. Maybe they wanted to use him for something. Right. But the guy says, he's like, tell me right now, is this a mistake, me not killing you? Remember he has the gun yep. on him? Yep, He's like, is this a mistake? Should I kill you right now? Yeah, <laughs> he's that gonna, was like, weird. Be like, yeah, you probably should. Yeah, go ahead, kill me. You probably should. If I get a chance, I'll eat you. So I'm pretty (laughs) hungry. I like to eat people. Yeah, but so they, Daryl at one point gets away. Uh, I forget what they're doing that gets their attention. Oh, they lose their the bag their bags or something like that. No, Daryl takes the bag. They 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 get to like that fuel station, right? And uh, they go, oh, Patty's gone. Remember that whole, yep. situ- that whole conversation? They're like, oh, fuck, where'd she go? Or, and then, dude, I don't remember. And then he ends up just sort of he like gets pushing away. them one and he takes the bag and runs away with the bag. Oh, no, she goes into anaphylactic shock. Right. Because she needed her, her what's the name, insulin. Her insulin, yeah. And Daryl, then that was his like perfect moment to just you know push him away and right. take the bag and runs away and then as he's leaving and getting his stuff he sees a cooler that says insulin yeah on it. and he's like shit and he has a little change of heart <sighs> and he's like dang it i gotta help somebody otherwise rick wouldn't have gone back 
No, Rick wouldn't have gone back. Carol wouldn't have gone back. Well, I don't think Daryl will go back again now. But he, so he does go back, and then we're, so, you know, we're back and forth to Sasha and Abraham. These two stories kind of bop back and forth between each other, but mm-hmm. the other one is not that interesting. So we're going to talk about the Daryl one for right now. <laughs> yeah, and a, they're they're in a some sort of Abraham and Sasha are in some office room. And yeah, then, and then Abraham's like, we can just live here together. Yeah, that was weird. It was kind of it's weird. Like, no, it seemed like can't. out of character. Yeah, like a lo- a that whole man. sequence seemed a little bit not part of the whole no he's super team player and stuff picture yeah that and, we've developed here and that whole thing of sasha like telling him like you're losing it man you're trying to kill everything and he's like he always did that and he yeah. you know like when he went to go uh he was gonna go stab one of the walkers and he was gonna go back in and finish off the two guys in the car because they have a shootout it was actually right. a really cool sequence that was, was an awesome sequence because it was the two of them and then daryl takes the other three cars or two cars away and they turn out they they like crash their car abraham and sasha and you're like oh shit they're crashing they come out just guns blazing yeah. and it's like light up this car yeah that was, was cool yeah, it was cool man it was they didn't really expect cool that action sequence no they didn't expect them to have like full fucking army guns ar-15s like with silencers and shit well and it also reminded you how far along our friends are in this universe and prepared and ready and they can take things on you know they're ready to fight they're they're able to take people on yeah they actually have some some you know survival skills yeah they have weapons. They have, yeah, tr- you know, they've trained together. And they didn't hesitate. No, they went out guns blazing, and they, yeah, those guys never saw that coming. But Abraham wanted to go and stab them, yeah, in the head to f- make sure they don't come back as walkers. And Sasha's like, no, because they might still be oh, there alive. Might be in more there, people. No, she thought there would be another car or more people. Or she wanted to just keep moving. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I feel like Abraham could go just do them real quick, and they'd still be able to get out of there. You just reach it through the you know the driver's yeah. side window and stick them, and then stick the other guy. That was awkward. It, it was, was a little, little awkward. It's like they were trying to create some conflict between the two of them that didn't that really didn't really work. Yeah, especially after Sasha went full crazy last season. Yeah, and and the thing, what was hard too, is after we saw these two phenomenal actors in the Here's Not Here episode. And yeah. then the weekend, the week before episode now, now which was six of this season, uh, five of this season, was not a great episode. It was just kind of back in Alexandria and blah blah. Yeah, and Deanna loses it a little bit. Deanna loses it, and Rick kisses um, the wife. What's her face? Yeah, Porch Dick's wife. Porch Dick's wife. It's, and there was a wasn't there like a little food revolt. And it's like, and you, fatty. There was a you. food revolt. <laughs> and then Maggie goes under the tunnel with Aaron to try to go after Glenn, Glenn and gets the sludge walker after Sludge her. walkers were cool. That was cool. That, that was, was the really coolest cool. thing about that episode. Yeah, and then What's-Her-Name kisses the Tara, and there's a little sort of... Um, oh, yeah. Little, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Um, Merritt Weaver. <laughs> no, Merritt Weaver, uh, who's the, who's the psychologist and now new acting doctor, kisses Tara on the lips. Yeah, because we remember Tara had a lesbian relationship right. with the governor. Not with the governor. <laughs> no, with another person. And during that whole governor sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, anyways, so getting back to the whole Abraham side. So we saw that, you know, the sequence with here's not here great actors and to be quite honest uh these they're not sasha and abraham are not the actors that lenny james and john church uh, yeah Wilson. what's that dude's name uh john lynch church john, john lynch, lynch, lynch john lynch carroll something john like lynch carroll boom those guys are fantastic actors and you know nothing against sasha and abraham but they're it's not it wasn't quite up to it to the same sort of level. Yeah, I think Abraham's a lot engaging. better than yeah, Sasha. Yeah, Abraham's is. awesome. Abraham's a good actor. Yeah. But I think he didn't have uh, the uh, Cudlitz. Michael Cudlitz is a really good actor. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that Sasha is as good an actor as the other actors in this group. Frankly. No, not as good. Yeah. You know, what's, whatever was whatever, but... So that just the two so that of them just sharing didn't screen, work. It just wasn't as interesting or it, captivating as 
some of the other twosums. Yeah. And we've never really seen these two just like share the frame, like, you know what yeah. I mean? And have their own separate story. They do that. They'll take two different characters and see like, what would these two characters do together? What right. What is their, their exclusive relationship? What would that look like? What would that be like? And it wasn't that interesting. No, sometimes it is. Most of the time it is. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes yeah. it's just they have to have two storylines in an episode. So what do we do with one of them? Well, so Daryl goes back to these folks, helps them, and then they are attacked by the guys that the three of them were running away from. Mm-hmm. And... Daryl helps them. We should say that when Daryl comes back with the stuff, he makes the guy give him like a, a an item in exchange, so some sort of like trade. And remember, the guy had like a little soldier, oh, yeah. a little wooden soldier. He whittled. Yeah. And he's like, it's a matter of principle. If you want your stuff back, you got to trade me for it or something. That's like, left over from the claimed episode, maybe? I don't know. That's I don't know. weird. Yeah. But he, at the end of the episode, he has the little wooden soldier right. in his pocket. He kept it. So I don't know what they're planning to do with that. But he also gets his crossbow back. He gets his crossbow back. And when the guys show up, it's like four pickup trucks. Yeah. And they're all heavily armed. They look like freaking mercenaries. They look like mercs. You know? Yeah. They, you don't see any of their faces, though. You see one guy's face. The guy that gets bit. Do you? Yeah. Oh right, you do. Because uh, there's a what? So they're in the forest, and Daryl sort of is like, "Come on, follow me. I'll lead you this way." Yep. And uh, Daryl sort of baits one of the guys into getting bit on the arm because there's a walker sort of trapped in, in between like a tree and a yep. boulder, and it's completely like decomposing. And the only thing sticking out is its mouth and its yeah. arm. And it literally like Daryl throws a rock in that direction. The guy hears it and sort of moves that way. Yep. And the walker sort of grabs him and bites cool. him. Yeah, it was pretty cool, was cool and tactical. Sequence. Pretty cool. Like Daryl the tracker. And then the guy, then they cut his arm off. Because I remember you said, oh, they right know away. about that too. Yeah, oh, so they know that old trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they cut it off right away. The guy was even like willingly like, quick, cut it off, cut it off, man. And they just instantly tie it off and chop it off. Which and... says they know a thing or two about this universe. Well, if they're that well armed and stuff yeah. and this far along, if they have that kind of supplies and resources this far along into the apocalypse, they've got some organization yeah. doing something right and those people they have a conversation they kept saying that he's like wait we're not coming back like the, the people that daryl's with right it's like we got away fair and square or something like that he's like well you're coming back or you're we're gonna kill you or something like that and that's when they realize that daryl isn't one of them right he's like oh we thought you were one of them he's like i don't know who these guys are you know but then daryl decides to ask the three questions of the guy well first of all they go and they find this house that was friends of theirs it was like a greenhouse uh, yeah and they find these two people that they knew sort of buried in no they like the the greenhouse walls those like plastic fiberglass yeah. walls like melted onto their bodies and like coated them in the in that yeah. fiberglass that plastic cool. stuff it was that was cool man yeah like seeing that and then inside they're like alive walkers on the inside of this like perfectly molded over their body right fiberglass molds almost like a martian of, suit almost like a, an astronaut sort of bubble kind of kind of yeah and they they uh and the the Tina girl goes in to investigate because those are their friends, right I guess they don't really explain how their like encampment works, like how is there a greenhouse so far out from these guys waiting yeah. in their camp and like in the middle of the forest, and then there's that whole fuel station and then that whole fuel truck that they were trying to get to that was somehow easily buried behind leaves. How do you bury how do you hide a fuel truck? Behind leaves and, and, yeah. and, and rocks and twigs and berries and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, and so they go in there. And Daryl asks the question, or they're, they're digging well, graves the, the or something. Well, right? the Tina girl who's the, ins- who's the diabetic gets bit. Well, she gets like bit. They, they, basically, those two dead people that are inside the fiberglass molds, they like crack out of the molds. This yeah. is also a really cool Very sequence. Cool. And they just pull this Tina girl into it, the clutches and they just start biting at her yeah she gets all bit up i guess that was sad i don't know yeah i didn't really feel too much for that yeah (laughs) it didn't really bother me like oh it was more like oh shit like whoa she got it so bad and daryl gives that guy the gun daryl gives the guy the gun when the when they're hiding from the way group it's another thing we we should mention rick would not do that daryl gives the guy the gun like okay we're working together daryl's decided like we're working together Daryl's in this. I'm. Um, I'm trying to be hopeful, Kit. Because 
a kick. He because when the girl dies and the the whatever his name is is burying her. The Tina girl, yeah, Tina it, gets killed. Daryl decides to ask three questions and then tells them about the place. And that was his fatal flaw because as soon as they, you know, he also says he has a motorcycle that he buried. Like he, he's telling them everything. Yeah, you we're, know? we're a team now. We're together. You're coming with me. And he thinks that, you know, the guy answers the question about he'd never killed any people. He said he killed a couple dozen walkers. Right. And then he asks him why. And he's like, I don't know. What kind of questions? Why? Well, no, then he says, how many people? And he says, none. And he says, why? And he says, because why? I can't, if you start, you don't stop. Something like that. Mm -hmm. And then Daryl decides to kind of tell him everything, which turns out to be a mistake because as Daryl's leading them back to where his bike is, Mm -hmm. they turn on him. Well, they get the bike. Daryl has the bike. And as Daryl's like walking the bike, the dude just pulls a gun on him. And Daryl's like, are you sure you want to do this, this kind of thing? He's yeah. like, like, sorry, man. And Daryl's like, you will be sorry. Yeah, you will be. And they take his crossbow, though. Yeah. They take his They'll crossbow. Yeah, and they take his bike. I feel he'll get both of those things back. But then he finds Patty, which turns out to be the fuel truck. The giant the fuel truck. The fuel truck. Yeah. And which would come in handy. such a large yeah. you know, vehicle. Yeah. So they, so then we see Daryl finds Sasha and Abraham, picks them up, and they're driving back. And Abraham's put the, He's I mean, stuff this. happens with Abraham. You know, he goes up on the roof and he finds the walker with the grenade launcher. Well, there's a launcher. walker like impaled on a chain link fence that's sort of hanging right. over the side of this building, and, and wrapped around his body is an RPG, a rocket propelled grenade launcher. Yeah. And Abraham's like, he finds, a, you know, one of those big sort of pelican case kind of things and opens it. And there's, you know, four different rockets yeah. inside there. But then the rocket launcher is attached to this, like, writhing walker yeah, and impaled. And Abraham, then he finds a box of cigars. Yeah. Which is <laughs> also distracted. pretty cool. Yeah. So he lights up a cigar and he goes and he's sort of crawling on the chain link fence to get to the rocket launcher but he doesn't just stick the guy in the head he sort of grapples with him and like starts yelling at yeah, him that was screaming awesome. back and forth and he can't get to it and so he goes back and then he's just sort of sitting there smoking the cigar which you f- said a funny comment you're like those would be long stale yeah it was just in a wooden <laughs> box those things would just crumble in your hand yeah like a cigar is like there's humidors you know I'm not some big cigar guy or whatever but yeah those would be long you try to smoke it, it would just like flower out and yeah. just blow up in your face <laughs> just crumble apart in your hands you know it's a nice idea though yeah. i mean if you found yeah, them in a working reality. humidor or something then yeah sure but yeah and so as he's smoking the the where the beam that's stuck through the walker it starts to like give the yeah. walker starts to peel in half I through know. the beam and it's just sort of like writhing and splitting down the middle which is pretty cool up, up, up through his shoulder and then he Walking does just eventually fall to the ground and like splats on the ground and yeah. then left hanging just sort of rocking back <laughs> there's and the forth. rocket launcher the rocket launcher hey. perfectly left <laughs> that was well, kind of funny it was funny that that's the what was left there it was sort of like freaking looney tunes like wily e. coyote or something like, but he had his screaming in the walker's face which we have the gif of on our website by the way really? um, it is kind of i i liken that to sasha's lying down in the pit of walkers he kind yeah, of had similar. that moment and he then sort of snaps out of it well i feel like abraham taking care of these like taking out walkers taking out people that's therapy for him man like yeah. it's what keeps him sort of focused on the mission and it gives yep. him a purpose you know whether it's uh, he's overzealous or too gung-ho at times i don't know remains to be determined in my opinion mm. but like him remember when he got out of the car and went and took out some walkers and yep. sasha's like what oh, are you doing yeah. and it's like yeah it may have been a little gung-ho but he can handle himself and it's definitely something he needs to do uh, personally right. as much as it's a gr- for the group and it's for you know you got to take out these walkers but then, like remember he was about to take out a walker and sasha was like why leave them breadcrumbs you know oh the, right uh, you know which is like i guess they would take that as breadcrumbs i mean they'd have to be pretty good trackers to be like when this walker was killed and like where these people are that killed this walker since the last time we saw them sort of thing yeah it's hard to be put those pieces together that you know, I don't. I don't understand how someone would be able to put the pieces together. I don't like, either. That walker was killed here. They must be inside that building. How would they know it was killed? Or when was it killed? 
you know? Uh, yeah. And like how it was just a stabbing uh, yeah, in the okay. head. I don't know. I mean, maybe she just doesn't want to linger, which is fair if, we're, if people are on your tail. But, but wouldn't they go in the building anyways to look for them if they were, in fact, on the hunt after them? Yeah, if the building was open. Because, yeah. you know, when, why, they wouldn't need some dead walker as a breadcrumb yeah. to, like, find them in the building. They'd just no. be like, hey, a, a building. But, you know. And there was a walker, like, trapped inside the glass doors of that the building. That was kind of cool. Yeah. In the boardroom. It was, like, a little boardroom conference room. And it was locked. And the, right. there was a walker on the other side. And Abraham wanted to kill that one. And Sasha was like, no, just leave it. And I'd be like, no, just fucking shoot it through yeah. the glass. Why? Just take yeah. one shot and shoot it through the glass. What you know? And she's like, I'm going to go to sleep. It's like, what? You're going to go yeah. and sleep with a walker on the other side of thin glass yeah. doors, you know, and just let it be there. Because why? Because we don't want to be like them. No, that's, that, that, that's not that. No, there that's was, I, I guess the, the writing was a little loose in this episode at least for sure in their storyline i didn't think it was as tight or well, well kind of crafted well the thing about their story it's sort of like the b story it's not as relevant to like the overall arc of the no. season or this the overall arc of like the you know story story yeah so just sort of like gotta give them some stuff insight to their way. characters is what they were trying to build a relationship between the two of them with Abraham being like a man knows when a woman needs satisfaction oh, or weird. something yeah. that was kind of weird it was kind of like okay she was like yeah you read me like an open book yeah that was a little <laughs> it was weird. like what, he did what how the fuck did that happen well when he hits on her he says he wants to get to know her a whole lot better and it's like okay what about Rosita I mean so now they've set up a potential love triangle well there is a love triangle in the book Oh. With Rosita and Abraham and not there's no Sasha in the Who's book. Another character, but there's a character at Alexandria that Abraham sort of falls hard for, and, and he but he like straights up straight up leaves Rosita. He's like, yeah, look, uh, we're just yeah. I don't like you anymore. We were OG. That's tough. How do you, like, can you imagine having to deal, like, it's bad enough to deal with a breakup in the regular world, but a breakup in the zombie apocalypse would be, I mean, like, what? There's not that many of us left and you're breaking up with me? Yeah, and we still have to be a team to survive. Yeah, that would be impossible. You wouldn't think that person would have your back in the shit. You'd be like, if you broke their heart and you, you know, they might just let you get eaten. Right. Because they're scorned. I mean, there's a love triangle with the, if Andrea was still around, because she is still around at Alexandria. Okay. She, there, was a, book, yeah. there was a love, not triangle, but like a love spat between her and one of the sons, like Deanna's sons. Oh, okay. Because he keeps trying to get with her and he's kind of a pussy, like how they do. Like yeah. they, they're not, they're not trained. They're not seasoned in the field. And Andrea's just like, no, we cannot be together. Because mm. there's a sequence where they're running from walkers and mm-hmm. the son is basically like, just leave them. And it's like Glenn or something. And she's Andrea's like, I, we would never, our group would never do that. He's like, well, I was, I was scared. I was worried. She's like, yeah, yeah, we can't. We, we, you and I will never be an item. Kind right. Of thing. But that's, you know, Andrea's, Andrea's basically Sasha, where Sasha's like up in the tower with the sniper rifle. Oh, okay, okay. Because Andrea's like a crack shot in the comics. Well, she was in the show. She, she got became to a become, crack shot. Yeah, she became one. Yeah. And, uh, but she, you know, Andrea dies in Woodbury. Right. But yeah, so there's some, there's definitely like Morgan and Michonne are an item in the comic. Yeah, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. No, I don't think so. I don't know what's going to happen with Morgan. I worry about Morgan because he's definitely, you know, the moral compass. And whenever there's a moral compass, they die. They will die or something bad will happen to them. Yeah, and it looks like from the previews for next week, uh, there's a scene with Michonne and Rick and Morgan sort of explaining why he doesn't kill anyone. And I'm guessing that it comes on the heels of them discovering he left the wolf alive. But we'll see, yeah. I guess. Because I feel like there's only two episodes left. Yeah, so I feel like only that's two, be, folks. Uh, yeah. It goes quick, man. We wait all this time for the I show know. to come back. And then it's like two episodes left. And you're like, fuck. And then when it comes back in February, on February 14th, we are literally arriving in Ireland. Yeah, the huge Walking the Dead. The day that it comes <laughs> back. <laughs> and giant center for Walking Dead. Yeah, I'm hoping that, that is Dublin, uh, Ireland. Well, actually, we're not even. We're arriving in Shannon. We're going to be in the countryside of Ireland. So I'm hoping that uh, someone there will have. Uh, oh, I don't know. Some little boot tube. We need like satellite cable on a tablet yeah or anyone or, out there want to help us out with this yeah some sort of weird satellite phone <laughs> we, we have a few months to figure this out does anyone want to make out <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> what 
I mean, if you want to make out. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the like again, the the Daryl side of the story I thought was pretty good. It's, I, I mean, clearly he's he was being nice and he's doing, you know, they set up that whole thing with him and Rick in an earlier episode this season where Rick doesn't want to go out and recruit people anymore. And Daryl's like, well, I think we need to, I think we need to. So Daryl's been on that path of, you know, good Daryl going down the righteousness path. And now I think this is going to be an abrupt turn because they completely screwed him and he's trust is. Well, and that's the whole thing is like, he was trying to recruit those people. So it harkens back to, uh, yeah, but that whole conversation right. and his being like a scout. He's like, oh, I'm a good guy. I'm a scout. Yeah. I'm here to like recruit you guys. And they're like, fuck you, man. We're trying to survive. Give me your bike and your weapons. Yeah, and that's what people are going to do. And and by the way, to me, it, it goes back to Rick's right. Rick's always right. The way everybody... Well, because Rick's the one who's saying we, should, we can't recruit anymore. Well, the funny thing about that is nobody talks about that. Even at like with Nicotero, everyone talks about it, like Rick's becoming Shane. Rick's becoming I, like no, he's not. dangerous to the group. And like, does no one else notice that it always comes back to Rick sort of being right? All always. Along? Terminus. Terminus. Uh, Woodbury. There's a lot Everything. of things. Everything. There's many, many things. Yeah. Terminus going back to kill them. They should Woodbury have done Woodbury going back to finish them off. Yeah. And people are like, Rick, you're over. You're, go, you're losing it, man. And then like, he's always ending up being right about he's always right and and people i know they're saying that he's become shame but really he just is the smartest leader well he's becoming he's like he's adapting to the world around him that's all i see him doing yeah i don't see him making any uh decisions or choices that seem like a sort of like david koresh sort of no not at all for my own ego and i'm become losing it i'm becoming like i'm enjoying the the taste and sight of blood like he's not i don't think he's losing it man i think he's gaining like he's perspective yep. on the world around him and he's not going to get bit in the ass again like right. no pun intended he's not he's i, I think it's cool i, I like agree. where rick is right now I, as a character i totally agree i mean he lost it that one for a few episodes during the prison sequence when Lori dies his wife got eaten yeah his wife got eaten and he found her being eaten by a big fat walker well she had the walker was stuffed with their the, hair yeah. coming out of his mouth he was so full he couldn't move he ate so much of her i know you know you'd probably lose it you probably lose it you'd probably and lose he lost it, it and we'll forgive him and for he that. thought the baby was dead too he, didn't he Initially, later, later no later that's when they leave the prison but they uh yeah, no, I, we think the baby's eaten though because we don't know that Carl actually performed the C-section. Remember, Carl's the one that. No, does no, the no. C-section? Maggie comes out holding the baby, but, and that's when Rick finds out that his wife died. Oh, but he, I thought he saw the the full Walker and was like, "My baby's." No, 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 that he. That's when he goes on the hunt to I feel find like that the Walker. Been a bit more dramatic. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but it was sad Maybe, enough as it is. Yeah, it was and, sad. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I keep seeing Rick growing. Like when, yeah. when when Rick has that sort of crash after Woodbury and he's like laid out and Carl's like turning on oh, him. He's yeah. like, you're not the man that you should have been. And yeah, then he steps up Carl. with the claim guys and bites that guy's throat out. And he's Oof. like, never again. Like, you know, no one's going to take my family. We're going to rape Carl. We're going to rape him. Yep. So, uh, so it's like, who's daddy now, uh, Carl? Yep. I eat throats. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's raping you, son. Not on my watch. Yeah. I don't care how many throats I have to rip out or bite out. Right. No one's getting that young booty hole. No. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh yeah, I agree. I think Rick is just doing what he's got to do. I mean, it looked like uh, Deanna's kind of coming over to the lose it side because she was all bloodied up. She killed her first walker. Well, she sort of did because she just kept stabbing him in the chest. In the wrong someone, place. Someone came over and stuck Rick him in the did. head, right? Rick right? Did. Yeah. yeah, so it shows you how unacclimated she is to like all of that shit. She's green. She, they're all green. They're so in green. Alexandria. And she sort of, yeah, she ends up covered in walker blood and she's like, I want to get out of here. And then they show her like smacking, you know, slamming herself against the the gate where there are walkers oh, are on yeah, the other side. Yeah, like she's yeah. having her lose it moment. And then I feel like you either come back from that stronger or like you sort of descend. Right. Cause like Morgan has his clear moment. Rick has his like crazy phone moment. Right. And if you come around the other side of it, you're sort of stronger yeah. for it. I mean, people disagree with Morgan's new ideal, which is fair. Can endanger the group. But yeah. I mean, if he's on his own by himself being Zen master, he'll probably be pretty okay. It's just a matter of him and his, his, uh, 
uh, ideals and how it works with the group around him. Well, and the question is going to be, are they going to decide to exile him? What are they going to do? And we also saw when Deanna walks away from the wall, the wall's bleeding. There's blood seeping through the wall, which to me doesn't mean a whole lot. It's like, just walkers being smushed up against the wall, probably. Sort of like a meat press sort yeah, of thing. It's just gross. sort of squeezing through. Yeah. Because they can't feel anything and they don't know to stop, you know. So it's just, yeah, just going to squeeze through. So the the big question is, will we find out if Glenn is dead or alive before the end of this midseason? I don't think so. Really? Probably not. I mean, they haven't done anything. Uh, well, remember there was that one person on the walkie-talkie that we we didn't recognize their voice, and they said on Talking Dead that people thought it was Glenn's yeah, voice. Yeah, but Norman Reedus came out saying it's not, and then Scott Gimple apparently in an in a interview said that they're not going. He's not going to leave people hanging for too long on that. Yeah, I feel like we might find out on the first episode back from the end, okay? Because then that'll give people like. A big cliffhanger, and then we'll get a little payoff. How they do? They like to give us little little hits, little hits. Of, they're like yeah. the dealer. You want a little sh- little shot of dope, <laughs> <laughs> little fix. The first episode back, it's like, oh, thanks, Scott Gimple. Oh, thanks. I feel so good. Oh, the endorphin rush. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. You got me. I don't know. I'm starting to think Glenn's dead. I, f- I feel like if they do end it. In the next two episodes, he's probably he's dead. dead. Yeah, he's going to be a walker, and Maggie's going to like kiss him, and she'll be like, I can you know, fix him with a kiss, and then he'll bite There's her. no way, if he was, <laughs> if they, there's no way he'd be a walker, because if he was, if he didn't get away, he would have been fully devoured by well, that Well, he might have gotten away, but like got away with a bite or something, or a couple bites, oh, and then got away. Oh, I see. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? That's or he's true. just like guts and like a face. <laughs> That'd be rough. That'd be like Dale. Dale yeah. just got r- ripped open and feasted on. Oh, that on. was so sad. Poor Dale, man. I know. That was rough. Poor Dale. Again, moral compass. Should yeah, Dale part. doesn't go out like that either. Dale's Bob. Well, right. Dale gets his leg eaten in the comic. Oh, really? Yeah, Dale's Bob. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, we shall see uh, what will happen. It's hard to tell. Um, that's it for this this week's wrap up of yeah, Walking I guess right. Dead, yeah, but uh, we have a movie to review too. Well, we haven't seen. I haven't seen Spectre. Have you seen Spectre? Have not seen Spectre. It's weird because it's the biggest movie in the world right now. It's broken half a billion dollars at the box office. Yep. I was all geared up to see it with the previews. It's Bond, and yep. then the reviews came in, and I just had it like fucking brakes like slam the brakes on me man yeah i was like what the fuck now i don't want to see this movie i know i felt much the same way and i think it's kind of indicative of what's happening with the theater distribution i haven't heard you know? enough enough good things about it to be like is am i just gonna sit through two probably two and a half hours of what is just uh, i don't know mediocre bond movie that's i mean it's definitely gotten the worst reviews yeah that's weird because it looks it looked you know, the whole mexico city day of the dead sequences right. looks really cool and then there's that whole art you know up in the mountain the winter sort of what was it moonraker where he rides a snowboard yeah. no Roger that was Moore. spy who loved me spy who loved me yeah that whole thing they and for your eyes only for your eyes only isn't for your eyes only have the the underwater mines the submarine mines or is that the spy who loved me? Oh God, it's, it's that whole sequence with the the submarine mines and the underwater. I think that's the beginning. It's in the Greek. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't remember which one that was. Yeah, but those are my those to... are some of my favorites. I love the yeah. Roger Moore ones, man. Yeah, me too. I grew up with Roger Moore. Roger Moore's cool. He's badass. Yeah, I love Roger Moore. He's Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Yeah. You know so I don't know. I mean, I guess we should go see it at the theaters. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard anyone be like, "Yeah, okay, so the story's okay, but." You gotta go see it because you know it's it's uh, the second most expensive movie ever produced. Yeah, after Avatar. Yeah, which is like why? But there's a sequence where they blow up like 15 Aston Martins. I That's guess why? real Aston Martin, not yeah. just like shells with empty, you know, no why engines. Why would they do that? I don't know. It was like a 14 million dollar sequence. Jesus, just because. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you just do that? Because just like do it in CGI and donate that money as a yeah, cause. Right? Why yeah. would you buy all those cars and just to blow them up? I know it, it seems, seems really silly. irresponsible. Yeah, it does. You're right. Good point. <laughs> She's like, Fuck that movie. Especially right now. Yeah, <laughs> let's just blow up expensive stuff, guys. I bought all these Fabergé eggs. <laughs> I just blow them up. Look at I. 
about all these Matisse paintings? We'll just piss on them. It's a big, it's a big ending sequence of the movie. Bond <laughs> and, and Q and M. They get all drunk and they win, and then woo! Woo, they're like pissing on Pollux. Nothing's better. Nothing helps me celebrate more than pissing on Pollux. It just shows like a drain and all of like the paint, the oil paint, just like spinning no. into the drain with painted piss mixed together in champagne. They're like, woo! We did it! We did it! Specter! Specter! Why are you cheering Specter? Specter! Specter! Uh, That's how the movie terrible. ends. How would you guys know what the movie's called? Specter! Specter! Yeah. Well, there hasn't been, you know, we're waiting on some stuff like the Hunger Games. Like, you know, you're gonna I am not waiting that. on that shit. Fuck well, that's that shit. coming out. That'll do well. Obviously, Star Wars is coming. The Hateful Eight's coming. Uh, Revenant's coming. Revenant, I want to see because uh, it's his follow up to Birdman. You kind of got to go see it. That is. In director. But uh, we did see a film that we, I guess we liked, called Bone Tomahawk. I thought it was Kurt called Sloan Flammabog. Nope. Wasn't it called Stone Drama Chalk? Nope. It is currently streaming, and it It's was a cool cast, man. It's Patrick cool Wilson and Peter Hastings and Kevin Schmiley and <laughs> Jonathan Brandwitt. Matthew Fox. Matthew Scrox. I'm lost. And Party David Schmarquette. Uh, and uh, Olivia who's the girl Newton again? Smiley. Who's the girl in it? Jennifer Gardner. No, that's not the girl Rebecca in it. Rebecca Foster. No. Fielding. Kurt Russell is the lead. Kurt and Russell, Patrick Stewart. It's a Western. David Arquette. It's a Western that takes a crazy like horror twist. A twist crazy. At the end. Or in throughout, actually. It's it's pretty badass. Oh, and what's his name? Sid Haig is in it. Yeah. From the all beginning. of the Rob Zombie films. Yeah. And other you know films. when Sid Haig's in something, you better beware. Yeah, it's, gonna it's gonna get, get gross. Gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. That should have been the tip off, actually. It was pretty. It was pretty. I don't know. I kind of like. I liked it. Well, the story was very cool. It it yeah. it's about uh they you know they live out in the west wherever, the west the wild west and David Arquette's a bat like kind of a, a thief who's out yeah, a murderer murderer him and Sid Haig and it yeah. starts with him just like a close shot of him cutting someone's throat open yeah that's how he, like that sawing at his yeah. throat you're just like oh that's my the god of the movie. Oh, yeah like first sequence the first shot is yeah. just David Arquette over some sleeping guy like they're marauders and murderers like, right they're bad mother you know evil motherfuckers so and he ends up in the town where kurt russell's the sheriff yeah and, and sid haig is killed by you know these weird evil natives like, native savages that yeah. you don't really get a good look at but you see their like burial ground yep. and they come upon it and they kind of desecrate their burial ground, yeah they trip right? over stuff there's skulls and stuff and david yeah. arquette even said he's like all this tells me like go away and sid Hague's like just quit overreacting we got our six shooters or do do yeah you know and like they sid Hague gets it really bad doesn't he david arquette, he gets it really bad he gets yep. his throat like slashed open and yeah. David Arquette I think it's think hit gets... but with a bow and arrow in his side or maybe Sid Hague he does. lives though he gets away he gets away and ends up in Kurt Russell's town where Kurt Russell is the sheriff and, and he's Kurt Russell's suspicious. a badass yeah he's a total yeah, badass he's a total fucking badass I'd but... watch him in any western like any period piece ever since he played Wyatt Earp it's like yeah dude yeah. you can do this forever and then in Hateful Eight it's a western essentially right you know it's a Tarantino western so lord knows but yeah, it's but still a Western. Patrick Wilson, what does he do? He's I'm not sure what he does, but his wife is like a doctor or nurse. Yeah, doctor or nurse. And and he's you see that he has hurt his leg and he she's broke taking leg. care of him. You don't and then they sort of reveal because they come Matthew Fox comes and says there's a stranger that's in the jail and he's hurt. And Matthew Fox is kind of a dandy. He's like, kind of a dandy. Yeah, like he's a skilled yeah. dandy. He's he's a sort of a what's a rough and tumble sort of dandy, but he's traveled, he's been to France and he's yeah. England, but he's also He's like I've killed two dozen savages, which I mean Native Americans for God's sake. But yeah, like he, but he's well dressed. He's, he's very well dressed. He has a horse that's trained. He trains the horse himself, and oh he, yeah, he has the horse that he loves. Oh, and but he's been killing <clears throat> Indians because they killed his family. We find you find out, out later. Yeah. but at first he just is sort of like an Indian killer slash you know man about town, right? Southern dandy boy, but also badass. Also in his own right, a badass. Yeah. 
And uh, and then Richard Jenkins plays the sort of like old coot, <laughs> second in command uh, deputy. He's such a good actor. Yeah, this is sort of totally different. Well, Richard Jenkins always plays sort of like suave middle aged guy. He's or always, dad or whoever. Or like, but he's or... always like the wise one. He's always sort of yeah. the one in charge or the one who's making those smart aleck remarks. Like here, he's just sort of like a subservient sort of coot deputy deputy sort of you know he's not stupid but he just takes orders you know right and it's an interesting change for him and he does it well you don't even really recognize he has glasses no you don't he has a beard he has a beard but he's, he's always like suave. He's always sort of like, he's yeah, like smart alecky. Yeah, like yeah. Well, in Six Feet Under, when he's the dad, he's like always like lighting a cigarette and giving them knowledge True. and stuff. And then in that. The visitor. The visitor. And then in Cabin in the Woods or whatever, he plays like a. Oh, the a scientist. Scientist, guy, yeah. smart alec scientist guy that's, you know. You know, he's like a businessman. He's always, he's always some sort of, yeah, like guy in charge. Well, so he's the one who comes to tell Kurt Russell that. Uh, the stranger, there's a stranger in the bar acting weird, which is David Arquette. And Kurt- well, not just acting weird. He saw the stranger like digging a hole and burying stuff oh, right, outside right, of town. Right. And so that made Kurt Russell go and question this guy. And he questions him and David Arquette doesn't, you know, answer him. And then Kurt Russell ends up shooting him in the leg. In the leg, yeah, because he tries to run. He's like, well, then how come I saw you, how come my deputy saw you burying stuff out? And if you're not a thief, why are you out there burying stuff in my town? And right. That's what makes David Arquette just sort of try to run. And Kurt Russell just right off Which shoots is cool. That leg. was a cool sequence. Yeah, and David Arquette does a good job. He does. He's not in the movie very long, but it's a good job. He you're does like, oh, a very good job. He plays a good job of like playing a scumbag, you know western yep. scumbag traveler guy and then they take him to the jail but that's when matthew fox comes to patrick wilson's house getting his wife to come take take care of him and what happens is while the wife is there tending to the guy with another deputy the jail is david arquette david are yet yeah, tending to david no but there's a deputy david there with them as well yeah there's like the deputy. there's another deputy guy and uh in the night these cave dweller Savages. savages come and kidnap them probably because they tracked david arquette to the town to the town and they kidnap david arquette but they also kidnap everyone that's left the in the wife. prison yeah so that's, that's his patrick wilson's wife and then the other deputy and they're just gone yeah and there is a there is one sequence where there's like a stable boy that goes out because oh, he hears the horses yeah like neighing and stuff and he's like who's out here and like he just gets chopped down yep like instantly Savagely. like like head open and then yeah, guts out awful. and yeah they really play it's up gory. it's, it's gory it's gory like shit well we'll get to that yeah. but so they then kurt russell is you know taking a posse to go after her and it's this ridiculously small posse it's him he uh it's Richard Jenkins, it's Matthew Fox, and it's Patrick Wilson who's got a broken leg. He's on crutches. Yeah, he's on crutches. Going across the freaking wild blue on yeah. crutches and a horse. I mean, they have horses. They start with horses. But they have like, Patrick Wilson has like one sort of like farm stable pistol to scare off foxes in like eight, <laughs> six shots. Like on like four <laughs> little bullets in his like little vest pocket, you know? It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. These guys like Ooh. chopped up that stable boy like freaking... You know, spare ribs, freaking, you know, like he's just all guts out and everything. Right. They're like, let's go get him. The four of us. <laughs> the four of the, It's crazy. I mean, you would think you'd need like a 50 men or something well, like that. They, they, the, well, one of the coolest scenes, there's they bring in a Native American guy and he shows yeah. them on the map like where it's like this black zone where nothing can thrive. And that's where all it's like they're. What uh, do they call them? There's a name for them. They, well, they call it's It's not a name. They're called troglodytes. But right. That's just an overall term you use for cavemen and yeah. stuff and they basically the native american guy says like these aren't my people these yeah. aren't anyone's people they have they never evolved from the cave days basically right. and they're all, like they're basically troglodytes and savages and you know if you're gonna take them on they'll rip you apart they'll yeah. kill you you have no chance basically right. you need way more men and this sort of thing matthew fox that's when he's like i've killed many like many like you my friend he's like they're not like me my friend yeah you know and it was a cool scene and so they just that's when they decide to go they go up by themselves to like track this down these long journey yeah. and m- much of it is the journey and sort of the pitfalls of the journey they mm-hmm. get their horses are taken away by another group well cuz yeah they set up these camps and there's uh at nighttime there's these two mexican guys that kind of come up on the camp 
Mm. And Kurt Russell starts questioning them. And then Matthew Fox just guns them down. Boom, 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 boom. Without any other second yeah. thought. And Kurt Russell's like, why the fuck would you yeah. do that? And he's like, well, my friend, they're either going to steal our horses or kill us. So I killed them first. Yeah. And then they go and they make new camp up at higher ground with like, it, like you know, inside of a rock face, or like by so there's you know they can't get the jump on them, whatever, whatever. And then some Mexican come up, and there's one guy like stabbing Matthew Fox, and that's how you wake up. And then that guy gets gunned down, but then they get their horses yeah. taken. So and those two were not alone, actually. They were not alone, and they yeah. probably were going to rob him and kill him. Yeah. So you know, it's hard. You damned if you do, you damned if you don't. It's kind of similar to the apocalypse. It's like you made a decision that probably Rick or Shane would have made. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, like those guys mean no good coming at you in the night to your camp. No, and no not good. identifying themselves. Like they're clearly, yeah, yeah, they were going to kill you or rob you. So. But so they have no horses, and now they're they have to keep walking. And Patrick Wilson, who's determined to get his wife back, is literally walking on crutches. And they didn't they have to like reset his leg or something? Yeah, they reset his leg because Richard Jenkins was like a field medic in the Civil War, oh, okay. and so he has a kit like a medical kit and he sets his leg real nasty civil war style and it causes patrick stewart to pass out from pain and i think he takes some opium his wife had like a yeah little vial of opium he takes some for the pain or he just passes out from the pain and they leave him he's like just leave me and i'll catch up with but you they guys. leave a trail for him yeah they, they leave these leave rocks trail for yeah, him. yeah these little formation of rocks so he can you know catch up to them and he literally follows on the crutches it's kind of crazy and it's insane it's yeah you're like come on he's like on a crutch in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and in, you're like, thinking the rocks. what that this is not gonna end well but so the three of them mo- go forward mm-hmm. and they do come upon this camp the same place where david arquette and sid haig find in the yeah. beginning of the movie and they have they come up with like a game plan because who do they run into that tells them like how many there probably are? Is that later? Because they they basically are like, okay, this is oh, it's it. later when they're inside. Right? Yeah, once they get inside, and they come up with this really half-assed game plan of yeah, like, how to take on their camp. Matthew Fox goes ahead and he says, "I'll I'll I'll throw something out if I'm still okay." And you and, wait thirty seconds if you don't see the rock come through the cave, then I'm dead and run away. Kind yeah, of thing. and so they see the, the rock come out of the other side. And then they follow in and they come out on the other side and it's sort of like an open field. And they're like, okay, one, two. And then they just get attacked. Yeah. And like Richard Jenkins gets, takes a rock to the head and it like opens up his head. Yeah, kinda. Awful. And then the, I think Kurt Russell gets shot with an arrow in the side. Well, Matthew Fox gets it the worst to the point where he can't continue. Well, that's what happens is that it happens so quickly because these savages, they're, they're so brutal yeah like, within like so kurt russell takes an arrow to the shoulder and then one of the guys runs up with a bone tomahawk and chops off matthew fox's hand i know he's on the ground and he's trying to like push off his hand and then you see this axe come and just remove yeah his that hand. was intense yeah and then that was the point and then they end up killing like the three guys that attacked them they get him matthew fox shoots one of them and yeah kurt russell shoots another or something like this and then that's when Matthew Fox is like, well, this is where I'll, you know, and they had TNT. They were going to blow yeah, it up. Yeah, he's like, going to blow himself up to take out some. Some of them. And Matthew Fox is like, okay, just leave the TNT with me. This is where I'll, you know, make like my last stand. Yeah. Kind of thing like this. And so they do. And then they go away. And like literally as soon as they leave, the one guy sees him. And Matthew Fox like goes to raise his pistol. And you just see like fucking Tomahawk yeah. go and split his head open kind of thing. It's so brutal. It's so brutal. And you see them. They're just sort of like covered in like white chalk and they have like white dread yeah they're scary and, looking yeah yeah it reminds me of the 13th warrior guys like mm. those evil like savages that can't be killed and they're not human it's mm-hmm. sort of a similar story yeah i did not see that but... yeah it's, it's not a great movie but it's a similar story okay well so they end up getting captured and taken into the cave where they find patrick wilson's wife and the deputy in these cells, these little in makeshift these, yeah, cells. Yeah, fenced in kind of cells. There's like a big fire in the center of it, like some pit. And uh, she's sort of telling them what happened, to, that they ate David Arquette. Yeah, they ate him. <laughs> they ate him. cannibals <laughs> He's also. gone. Yeah, they he's ate gone. him. Oh, yeah, they're cannibals, by yeah, the way. by the way. Forgot to mention that. And uh, so then the deputy ultimately gets pulled out. And this is where it goes into the worst horror movie gore ever i literally didn't watch i literally turned my head while you told me what was happening yeah it's like uh 
Yeah, it goes it goes so far like left into horror. Yeah. It's weird that like you care like Kurt Russell can't be in a movie yeah. like this. Yeah. Patrick Wilson can't because what they do is I'll briefly describe. <laughs> it's yes. so fucked up. Because the, the the deputy's like a young kid, you know what I mean? He might be twenty three or twenty four, right. like younger guy. They've taken him out and they're starting to undress him and he's talking to Kurt Russell through the bars, like, Tell my pa I love him. Yeah. And I take my personal effects to back to old <sighs> Arkansas and they're taking him out and what they do first is like get one of these sharpened bone tomahawks and they scalp him yeah and they show That's that when i turned around then yeah. i'm like i'm done they just start peeling back yeah, his yeah, scalp yeah, yeah, yeah and then they take the scalp and they stuff it in his mouth <laughs> and then they take a spike no. and stick the spike in his mouth so the scalp doesn't come out and then they turn him upside down and two of them hold his legs apart no while the other one chops down the middle uh, of him and they just split him open and then all of his guts fall out where his ass were and like uh, they just split him open and they show the whole thing. Sorry, folks. Yeah, sorry. I'm so sorry, but like, it's like, I, this I is what happens. Yeah. I'm so glad I didn't watch it because even just hearing you describe it makes me sick. Well, it's strange. I, it's it's sort of like the juxtaposition of like noble Kurt Russell Western movie. Then it turns into like a, even worse than Game of Thrones and even worse, worse than, than stuff than anything. You see. Well, I think that's why though, because like, there's movies like Seven and stuff that are really disturbing and you, but you're, you're sort of along for the ride. This that's is way worse than that. The thing. atmosphere. But this, like, they don't really set this up no. with the atmosphere of no, the movie. Not at and all. so when they go that far in, you're like, oh, you're oh. Like, what the? I mean, I remember yeah. you were telling me, and I'm like, what? And I was sort of like checked out after. I was like, come on. Like, that was, I mean, maybe in the book there's more because it's a book, and the guy who wrote the book directed this movie and wrote Yeah, the so he's a novelist who's getting into movies. And and I have to say that the, the, that the story. The script really kind of seems like a novelist who's not a seasoned screenwriter did it because it's a little it's it they don't quite it's not quite visually it's not quite a screenplay in the sense that it doesn't quite work all yeah, and the way i feel through. like there's little stuff that was left out that we i don't know yeah there's a lot the of missing links there's stuff. a lot of char- character arcs that aren't developed that yeah they, um, it just sort of ends it just sort of ends and but well we, it i mean it does it's pretty bad it's worth watching get out yeah so what happens is <laughs> they trick some the of them. savages so Kurt Russell and Richard Jenkins are still alive. They just witnessed their buddy be split open from the yeah. ass and like guts fall out. Thank and you for that recap. It's basically like a butchering of an animal, but so much worse. Yeah, it's because a human. they're gonna eat him. They eat him. Well, you do see them eating his leg. Yeah, or the one guy's later. just holding the leg like a ham hock, just like yeah. Chewing sorry, on again, sorry, folks. I yeah. don't, I don't know if we want to tell exactly what happens, but. That Patrick Wilson does come back. I don't know if anyone's going to see this after we just gave them that description. Well, it's kind of so interesting what happens. Spoilers: If you don't want to hear the ending, skip ahead right now. I guess. So here's what happens. You already heard like the big yeah. like moment Here, of the movie. But here's what's going to happen. Well, okay. So what happens is they come up with a plan. Because uh, I guess Richard Jenkins had that bottle of opium. Yep. And so what they did is they filled the flask of whiskey with the opium and they start drinking it and fighting over it. Uh, Kurt Russell and Richard mm-hmm. Jenkins like, oh, this is so good. Oh, give me some. And so the savage sees it and he takes it like he's going to drink it and he drinks a whole bunch of it. And then they start fighting over mm-hmm. it and they all start drinking it. And so the girl basically said, like, that guy, the one who the first one who drank the most is going to die. And the other two might just get really sleepy and pass mm-hmm. out. And so I can't remember how they get out of the, the actual cage. But the one guy throws the flask. Well, they and, pull Kurt Russell out. Oh, yeah. They were going to eat him. They were going to do the same the, shit same to him. Shit. That's what happened. And then Patrick Wilson comes in well they show patrick wilson going up and he's like basically crawling, crawling at this yeah. point with a gun and uh he's when he comes upon people he's shooting them and killing these guys and the, what happens is throughout the whole movie there's these sort of like wolf tones and cry tones that, that's how they communicate mm-hmm. and what ha- oh yeah and what happens is patrick wilson like kills one of them and sort of crawls up on him and he sees like in their throat, he thinks it's like jewelry, but he like cuts it out and it's a little sort of vibration voice box right. that they use to make their call. So they literally like cut a slit into their own throats and like in, in bed, this little bone mm-hmm. sort of whistle 
that causes them to make this like scary whistle moan call to each right. other to communicate. And so Patrick Wilson takes one of those and uses it in his mouth to like call him over there and like set them up and he kills a few more. And then he comes into what was the feasting area that they're being held in the prison area. Yeah. But we should say as this is happening, the guys find out about Kurt Russell's their ruse and they like cut the slit into Kurt Russell's side and they shove the flask, yeah, the hot flask it, into the uh, slit of it. That was it, also yeah, gross. Yeah. And then the guy figures out how to use the rifle and shoots Kurt Russell in, in his like ribs in his, in his yeah. lung basically. And so he's like half dead already. And then Kurt Russell picks up the bow and tomahawk and like chops the guy's foot in half. It's really like yeah, it's, it's gory. It's hardcore, yeah, man. It's hardcore. It goes. It turns this hard left into like yeah. really gory. And so Patrick Wilson comes in. Kurt Russell is like half dead. And they did a count because um, I guess the wife and whoever counted how many people were there, and they were really doing like how many did you get, Patrick Wilson? He's like, I got at least seven. Okay, we got three. That means there's only like two or three left well don't forget remember there's women too there's, well, there's blind these two women women who are pregnant and they've cut their arms and legs off and they're amputated and they only yeah. show like a quick glance it's, as that they're is leaving also horrible and it's just like they're basically like these two reproductive vessels yeah is what they made it's almost like uh fury road with the wives but where it's way like, worse way worse way yeah. more barbaric it's so barbaric it's like the mind of this guy who wrote this it's so they show them they have like their eyes are like cut out there's something like leather straps yeah. over their eyes eyes and then they they have no arms and legs yeah and they're just pregnant it's just like this pregnant yeah vessel yeah it's yeah, horrifying it's so crazy and so they're escaping Ugh. and then they kurt you hear two shots which basically means that kurt russell got the last two is what that's supposed to mean right. would have been cooler if they left the dynamite with kurt russell and then they and see then the explosion the yeah. and you see it from their perspective as they're walking away and they're like well he got him you right because so basically the only people that survive are jenkins Patrick, Patrick Wilson, Wilson and his and wife. wife yeah. yeah. And then that's basically where it ends. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's... I feel sick right now after that recap. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like brutal savagery. I, so, I mean, it's worse than Hostel. It's worse than any of well, those Well, because Hostel is so shticky. Like, you, you're like there for a horror movie and you're just supposed to go like, whoa, that's gross. Yeah. And it is. It's like gross, but it's not that... I'm never really that disturbed by those movies. Well, because you know what you're in for. This is like almost more of a warning than anything, <laughs> than a review, because you... Like, on the one hand, it starts out, you think it's going to be a cool West. And there are cool elements to it. But then when it takes this hard turn into a horrific horror movie, you're kind of like, what the... It's, yeah, it's almost like the road kind of too. Where it's but so even brutal. way worse than the road. Although oh, the road is... But that's a, a Cormac McCarthy novel. And that's, you know, I mean, yeah. you know that's... It's it an starts, apocalypse it was a and novel it's horrifying. It's a good book too. It's a really scary book. Yeah. Read the book. Yeah, that, that's also incredibly disturbing. But again, it's like you're almost set up for it in a different way. This, you have no idea you're going down this road. No. Even in the preview, you get an idea that they're fighting like some crazy savage band of Indians or, or yeah. whatever. But you don't think it's like this hardcore. And then, I don't know. I, I liked it. But it was just intense, man. Yeah, I don't think I could give it more than really like a six. I could give it like a seven. You a could? Six and a half. Or maybe like six, maybe eight. Maybe six and a five. Six point eight I could give it, I, I guess. I guess so. Six. We'll give it, we'll score it 6.5 for the sake of the between the two of us. Yeah, I thought it was, I don't know, it's it's worth watching. I don't know. I don't know. I guess you, you'd you have to watch it to find but, out if you think it's worth watching. But be fair warned that if you're someone who doesn't like, like, Gore, skip ahead on that scene. Don't watch it because it will really upset you. Yeah, it's it upset intense. me, and I didn't even watch it. <laughs> I, yeah. I just heard the I heard the play by play, and I I was so upset. So I'm yeah, glad I didn't man. watch it. But in any case, it had some interesting uh, performances and some. You know, I like westerns. I'm a western fan, so I, I was sort of hopeful about this. Well, that's why I was excited about it because I kept hearing about it and just seeing the the poster on the online and stuff mm. like what is this an independent movie it had a very very limited release yep. and then it was available for uh instant streaming so i'm like oh bone tomahawk there it is yeah. finally i've been seeing this movie since like march right. it's like little pictures and stuff so i'm like oh i gotta see it so, you know you just watch it 
and then it's completely different than what I expected. That's for sure. Yes. Well, especially well, with Kurt. I mean, Kurt Russell was in the thing and Big Trouble in Little China. Like he's in, yeah, he's done some like horror this stuff. But is still, there's yeah, nothing compared to those. Yeah, no, and it was really just nothing. That it's last worse than sequence. Texas Chainsaw. It's literally worse than anything you've ever seen, folks. Okay, just keep that in mind when you decide to watch this movie. Yeah, pretty much. Worse than like a lot of Game of Thrones shit that they do. They do a yeah, lot of stuff. They do like a lot that. of stuff. They sure do. But there's just something about that. I guess you got to kind of tip your hat. Like, you really were able to fucking fuck with the audience there, man. Yeah, I don't know if anybody saw that coming. definitely disturbing. And they didn't break. They were like, nope, we're nope, doing this. They did it. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty intense. All right. Well, I think that does it for us this week. Uh, we will be back with uh, more recaps on Walking Dead and more movie reviews. Vive la France! I love Paris in the springtime I love Paris in the fall I love Paris in the winter when it drizzles I love Paris in the summer